Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Republican National Convention. Brian Mazarowski here. Thank you, Tom Bowerly, for leading us in. And, of course, once Tom leaves, so do all the uh, cool guests walking around. So you're stuck with me for the night. How do you like that? We are awaiting for New York, the uh, delegation from New York, to speak on the floor. It will be uh, led by one of Donald Trump's sons, and uh, they will officially they, they will put Donald Trump over the top with delegates uh, to nominate. So when that happens, when New York is on the floor, we will bring that to you live. So uh, basically what's going on is they are they're going through exactly the votes. The all, all throughout the primaries, you saw the delegate tally and where the delegates went. Right now they're officially declaring what delegates are going to what candidate. And, of course, Donald Trump is getting the majority of them. And any minute now, we will hear uh, New York at the podium uh, officially putting Donald Trump over the number he needs to clinch the nomination. Now, on the floor is Nick Langworthy. I uh, was on the floor just a few quick minutes ago, and I uh, stopped and talked with Nick Langworthy. He's the Erie County Republican Party chair. He's serving as the state party whip we explained to you yesterday what that was he's basically in charge of getting everybody in line in the uh, new york state delegation i talked to him about exactly what's going on right now and what you'll hear in a little bit from new york so uh, we'll go to nick langworthy right now the names will be put into nomination you know there's a lot of pageantry with these it's a largely symbolic vote tonight because donald trump you know has a clear majority going into the convention but every state will, you know, cast their votes in a theatrical way. A lot of times they talk about the facts and figures about their state and brag on their state as they cast the votes. Uh, it's a grand old tradition uh, in doing so. Tonight we're, our votes are going to be cast by Donald Trump Jr. And uh, I think you'll see several Trump family members here with our delegation, uh, you know, for that historic moment. And New York's going to put them over the top for 1237. Uh, is that a cool moment that New York gets that space to put them over the top? This is incredibly historic for our party. It's been a long time. Uh, very, not in my lifetime has the New York Republican Party been front and center on the national stage. I mean, we could not get better uh, seats on the floor, obviously, as you see, as you're standing here right in front of the podium. Uh, and we are on display for the whole world tonight. Expect everything to move smoothly or as smoothly as possible during this? I mean, listen, there's, there's no. people. All right, we're going to interrupt that for New York. New York, the Empire State. Proud to be the home of Donald J. Trump and proud that we were the first state to cast this a majority of This is State Republican Party Chair Ed Cox speaking Trump. right now. Proud that he won 61 of our 62 counties and more than 60% of the vote. 
And we are proud that we have as one of our delegates, Donald J. Trump Jr. Thank you very much, Ed, and thank you to my family, uh, Eric, Ivanka, Vanessa, Laura, Tiffany, everyone here, all of our supporters in the great state of New York, even in the places that aren't so conservative. We've had such incredible support, you won't believe it. We're going to put New York into play this time around. Yeah. I have the incredible honor of not only being a part of the ride, that's been this election process, and to watch as a small fly on the wall what my father has done in creating this movement, because it's not a campaign anymore, it's a movement. Speaking to real Americans, giving them a voice again, and it is my honor to be able to throw Donald Trump over the top in the delegate count tonight with 89 delegates and another six for John Kasich. Congratulations, Dad! We love you! Donald Trump reaching 1237 with the state of New York is pledging their delegates right now on the floor. We got many of Trump's children. The announcement of the delegation and the rules of this convention. New York, six votes, Kasich. 89 votes, Donald J. Trump! There you go, you got the GOP house band kicking off and a big graphic on the board says over the top, Donald Trump has all the delegates he needs to win the nomination. Now he's still the presumptive nominee technically. He has to accept the nomination to become officially the Republican nominee. Now many people expect that to happen Thursday when he speaks, although... I think it's very possible he'll send out a tweet or something, and he'll be the first person to ever accept the nomination over Twitter. That's my bet. If I had to put the money on the long shot, I'm going to say Donald Trump accepts the nomination over Twitter. I'll kill the music here. I don't know how long they're going to go on with that. So there you have it, New York and uh, the whole Trump family, uh, at least the Trump children, were on the floor by the New York delegation to put Donald Trump over the top 1237. He's reached the magic number, and they'll still continue on with the votes, and this will you know, go on for a little bit of time now. We are uh, we're going to, actually right now, if we're able to, we're going to go to Nick Langworthy, who kind of explained how a little bit of the process worked. We started to 
bring you uh, Nick's comments. I talked with him on the floor just a few minutes ago, uh, not too long before the deciding votes were cast, uh, about exactly what's going to go on. Just because Donald Trump's over the top, the votes will still continue because they have to count every single state. So uh, we'll go uh, back now to Nick Langworthy, or maybe we'll take him from the top, explaining just what's going on on the floor. The names will be put into nomination. You know, there's a lot of pageantry with these. It's a largely symbolic vote tonight because Donald Trump, you know, has a clear majority going into the convention. But every state will, you know, cast their votes in a theatrical way. A lot of times they talk about the facts and figures about their state and brag on their state as they cast the votes. Uh, it's a grand old tradition uh, in doing so. Tonight, we're, our votes are going to be cast by Donald Trump Jr. And uh, I think you'll see several Trump family members here with our delegation, uh, you know, for that historic moment. And New York's going to put him over the top for 1237. Uh, is that a cool moment that New York gets that space to put him over the top? This is incredibly historic for our party. It's been a long time. Uh, very, not in my lifetime has the New York Republican Party been front and center on the national stage. I mean, we could not get better uh, seats on the floor, obviously, as you see, as you're standing here right in front of the podium. Uh, and we are on display for the whole world tonight. Expect everything to move smoothly or as smoothly as possible during this? I mean, listen, there's there's people in this arena that don't support Donald Trump. I mean, that you know, there's, there is a uh, small, you know, never-Trump movement that, you know, has got maybe one gasp of breath left in its lungs, but they, they don't have the votes to do anything. So, you know, I, if someone made some theatrical uh, stand, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But the end result is going to be Donald Trump, by the time we're done here tonight, will be the nominee of our party. Nick, thanks. Thank you. Over the top with delegates, and now on the floor, they're kind of going through the rest of the states. You have to feel bad to be, you know, everyone has the big celebration. They put the big uh, over-the-top thing on the jumbotron everyone's celebrating and then oh oh, yeah the rest of the states you you guys go too we'll we'll count your votes Uh, it doesn't really matter we know who's going to win you know come up tell us a little bit about uh, puerto rico who's on the floor right now all right we are going to take a quick break brian mazarowski live here from the republican national convention i gotta tell you it's a going to be a packed show Tonight, we're expecting to hear from Chris Christie, expecting to hear from Dana White. I've been told it's a long shot. We're hoping to have Dana White come and join us uh, over at our booth if he makes his way to the media row, which uh, we're being told is a long shot. But if he comes this way, you'll hear him here on WBEN. Other speakers include Newt Gingrich, uh, Mike Pence, the uh, vice presidential nominee, so we'll hear all of that live. We'll take that and also revisit uh, some of the things that happened a little bit earlier on today. Chris Collins was at the podium. We'll hear his remarks. And then he swung by here, talked with Tom Bowerly. We'll revisit that in case, uh, you know, you missed any of Chris Collins on WBEN. We'll also talk a little bit about speeches. It's the big controversy today when I got out of the hotel, when I got into the car this morning. Uh, went off to another hotel where the New York State delegation was meeting, and that's all anybody was talking about. Melania Trump's speech from last night, her, I call it her speech because she was the one who gave it, but as it turns out, it was a little bit more like Michelle Obama's speech from uh, about eight years ago at the convention. So we'll play uh, some reaction to that from you, and I want to talk a little bit about speeches because it's crazy to me that everyone accepts these people have speechwriters, yet 
<laughs> they still come from all over the country to listen to people speak words that they know they didn't write. I want your take on that, too. 803-0930 is the number if you want to get in here. Any reaction to the night's events on the floor or if you have uh, something to say about speeches and weren't able to get in during Tom's show, now's the time to do that. We'll be back. We're here live in Cleveland at the Republican National Convention on WBEN. You think this song was played when Trump uh, came out yesterday? He came out to introduce his wife. And (laughs) first, he he comes out like The Undertaker, right? All you see is his silhouette. There's some fog. And uh, he's standing there for a while, giving some thumbs up. A little unsure maybe what to do with himself. He was told to stand there for a little while. It's going to look big. It's going to look dramatic. And then he uh, comes to the podium and uh, delivers his speech and he mentions a few times uh, we're gonna win we're gonna win thank you we're gonna win that's all he says before he mentioned his uh, his wife melania or introduced his wife melania i should say we'll talk a little bit about melania's speech and what you think should happen to any speech writer who might have been in the campaign who who took uh, his speech but i'm learning now we have uh, carl paladino uh, live on the floor uh, with Tim Wenger, who uh, is with the New York delegation. They just put Donald Trump over the top. Oh, I'd imagine the mood down there is still uh, pretty ecstatic, pretty festive. Can you hear me down there yeah, on the floor? It is pretty wild down here. I'm standing with Carl Pellet. You know, we're just... Yes, I'm here, uh, and we're standing right in front of the podium. We've got Carl Palladino live. Carl, uh, just your initial thoughts on, on what just happened here. I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled for our community. I'm thrilled for the state. I'm thrilled for the country. I I think what we're witnessing today is the, the formal beginning of the second American Revolution, when the people rose up and they, and they took the aristocrats and the elitists in Washington, D.C., and they told them enough is enough. And this is, this is a major statement. It's a historic data we'll be talking about for many, many years. How about Congressman Chris Collins being able to be one among the first, uh, second at the nation? He was awesome. I mean, he was the first congressman to come out for uh, Donald Trump, and and uh, well-deserved honor to be able to get up there and second him. What will this mean for New York State and Western New York in, in specifically? All right, it looks like we uh, we lost Tim and Carl. Hopefully we can reconnect. Uh, there's a lot of media. I just came back from the floor, and it is flooded with people, and they're all on their cell phones, all using uh, different devices like what Tim has with them right now. Um, so it's pretty congested there. If we can reestablish a connection, we will uh, check back with Tim, uh, hear what Carl had to say. For right now, we are going to uh, break for a news update at the bottom of the hour, get you all filled in. Um, What happened over the last half hour, a pretty busy one as New York puts Donald Trump over the top. You're listening to continuing coverage of the Republican National Convention live from Cleveland on WBEN.
Madam Secretary, New York, the Empire State, proud to be the home of Donald J. Trump, and proud that we were the first state to cast a majority of our primary votes for Donald Trump. Proud that he won 61 of our 62 counties and more than 60% of the vote. And we are proud that we have as one of our delegates, Donald J. Trump, Jr. Party Chairman Ed Cox introducing Donald Trump's son, who's about to put him over the top. My family, uh, Eric, Ivanka, Vanessa, Laura, Tiffany, everyone here, all of our supporters in the great state of New York, even in the places that aren't so conservative, we've had such incredible support, you won't believe it. We're going to put New York into play this time around. I have the incredible honor of not only being a part of the ride that's been this election process and to watch as a small fly on the wall what my father has done in creating this movement because it's not a campaign anymore, it's a movement. Speaking to real Americans, giving them a voice again. And it is my honor to be able to throw Donald Trump over the top in the delegate count tonight with 89 delegates and another six for John Kasich. And another six for John Kasich. That is what you heard live here on WBEN just a few minutes ago. The New York delegation being the ones to put Donald Trump over the top with the 1237 delegates he needed on the floor to clinch the nomination. As you heard in the update there, he is not officially the, the nominee yet. He's still the presumptive nominee. He has to accept the nomination and uh, we're expecting that to happen on thursday what we don't know is if he'll uh, send out a tweet or something like that and accept the nomination before then he would have to be the first presidential candidate to accept his nomination over twitter i would almost say he should do that yeah people are going to tune into your speech uh, anyway if they were going to listen or watch they're going to listen or watch <laughs> no matter what you tweet out beforehand it hasn't stopped anybody yet Eh, do it. Why not? You could uh, you could be a first at something and, uh, you know, say you embrace the new media, everything like that. I don't see a downside in it. I'm half expecting. The, the odds, uh, I think, are, are growing by the minute here of what I'm expecting Donald Trump to do. Uh, we talked uh, with Nick Langworthy on the floor who explained what's going on now, and it's basically all the states are going through uh, their votes. They're coming up to the microphone, all the state delegates and they're casting their votes, uh, many of them for Donald Trump. Uh, right now, it's uh, pretty inconsequential. He's already over the top, but they still have to go through all the states. We're expecting that to last for, you know, maybe another 15 minutes or so. I think we're at Vermont now. I'm not 100% sure if we're at Vermont. No, we're at Washington. They were all wearing these, uh, what, what do you call them, these big pine tree hats. So I thought Vermont, we're at Washington, we're past Vermont, though. So that should be wrapping up shortly, and then the speakers will come. We'll hear from uh, Chris Christie tonight, Newt Gingrich, your uh, presumptive vice presidential nominee, Mike Pence also, and uh, Dana White. I believe he's one of the first ones up, and I, I do want to hear from Dana White. And apparently you do, too. Uh, just around the corner from me, you know, they have YouTube, Google set up, and the media center we're uh, sitting in right now. And they have a board up there, and it's a Tuesday's speakers. 
who has been the most searched on Google today. And it's uh, two of Trump's children. It's Paul Ryan and it's Dana White. And that's uh, with a list that includes Newt Gingrich, that includes the uh, presumptive vice presidential nominee, that includes uh, Chris Christie. You would think Chris Christie's a pretty Googled guy. I, I guess not as much as some of the other people who are speaking tonight. But all the major speeches we will bring you are live right here on WBEN. And speaking of speeches, what did you think about last night? What did you think about Melania Trump and her speech? You know, everybody here pretty much loved it. As I was leaving the area, leaving uh, Quicken Loans Arena here in Cleveland, everybody was, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but for just about everybody who listened to the speech, they thought it went about as good as it could possibly go. They thought she sounded excellent, um, didn't really have any uh, uh, slip-ups at all. Uh, she was on point on message, sounded well, and I think a lot of people thought she did a great job. And then, so that's as I'm leaving the area. Then when I get back in uh, our uh, hotel room, I turn on the TV and I see uh, WBEN contributor Michael Caputo on TV talking about uh, Melania's Trump's plagiarized speech. <laughs> I said that turned pretty quickly. And uh, the narrative really changed because uh, people were talking about uh, Mrs. Trump and they were talking about Rudy Giuliani. A lot of people liked Rudy Giuliani's speech. He was very animated. If you've seen the uh, screen caps or GIFs on uh, Twitter or anywhere online, he was pretty animated in his speech. A lot of people liked that. And they were talking pretty much good things about Giuliani and Mrs. Trump. And then in just about an hour when somebody online said, hey, I think I've heard that speech before, uh, that really changed. <laughs> and now all anybody was talking about this morning was the speech uh, given by Melania Trump. Everybody except for Ed Cox. We talked with him earlier this morning, I would say about 8 o'clock this morning. And it was all, when I say it was all anybody was talking about, it really was. When you walk through every com conversation, it was about the speech. It was about uh, plagiarism. And then we talked with Ed Cox, who you heard uh, not too long ago there, the state GOP chair. And he was asked about the speech and what he thought about the accusations of plagiarism. And his response was probably... One of the funniest things I have heard so far this week. I haven't looked at it, don't know anything about it, can't comment on it. So what did you think of her speech last night? It was a great speech, very effective uh, and very unusual. It's the first time that a, uh, the presumptive first lady uh, ever has given a speech like that in my memory at a convention. First time uh, First Lady's ever given a speech like that at a convention in my memory, which uh, that had to have been the most hilarious answer you could give when people are asking you about a speech that was plagiarized, um, potentially plagiarized, from a speech given by a hopeful First Lady at a political convention. So then uh, my brain kind of shifted to... First of all, this being one of, it's a bad slip-up. And it's not just bad because it's plagiarism. It's bad because of who you were plagiarizing. 
you're plagiarizing the uh, exact people who you're going to spend the next three days saying are doing a terrible job of running the country. So it's not just about plagiarism. It's about who those lines were taken from. And then uh, I, I was talking to a few people, uh, talking to one of the Uber drivers who was taking me in, and uh, he said, we were talking about speechwriters and how all these people have speechwriters, and it's amazing that it's so accepted. And then he also said, well, you know what, maybe it, it wasn't plagiarized. You know, a lot of those things, they're, they're very vague or they're, uh, you know, they're used a lot. They're common themes. Among And I said, it's a little too similar to be a common theme, but it is funny that all these people would come from all over the United States to hear these speeches that, what, they're all apparently common themes? They're all the same speech, just given by different people using slightly different language? If it's not plagiarism and your argument is they all touch on common themes, shouldn't you be a little bit upset that that's all they're doing up here looking for your input 803-0930 Jim in West Seneca Jim you're on WBEN hey Brian how's it going Jim good listen I've been hearing about this uh, plagiarism speech all day obviously right after she gave the speech it didn't take people not seconds long to right away pick on Melania's speech but yet I remember Hillary lied in front of Congress, lied under oath, and now that's on the, in the back burner. But we're going to make a big deal about Melania's speech. I, I can't get America today. It's just the, the media has blown out the uninformed. It's just it's phenomenal how this country is going downhill, but the media is making Melania's speech the front article of today's news, which is phenomenal. All right, Jim, thank you for the call. And your viewpoint isn't one that's tough to have. That people would blow up this issue when there's a million other things going on in this country, in the world, that are more significant. But here's why. If you're looking for a reason why, you mentioned Hillary Clinton in front of Congress. Who is watching Hillary Clinton in front of Congress? Not too many people. That's just a fact. Maybe Hillary Clinton in front of Congress means way more. In fact, it does mean way more than what Melania Trump is going to say on stage here in Cleveland. But on stage here in Cleveland is a show. It's basically for people's entertainment. And people are tuning in. It's on all the major networks. It's what everybody is paying attention to. So you can't slip up in that moment. Hillary Clinton in front of Congress, she could slip up. It will make the news, and uh, people will read those stories. But it's going to be different than Melania Trump doing something that's actually seen by people. There's a difference between seeing it happen and reading about it the next day. You know, maybe you don't even read about it. Maybe you missed the article. So that's why it's a big deal. Not just that. It, it's a show. A lot of people are watching. All eyes are on her. And like I said before, it's not just the fact that parts of the speech were plagiarized. It's who they were plagiarized from. You're taking parts of a speech 
given by the current first lady, given by Michelle Obama, one of the people you're going to spend the rest of the week attacking. You want to know why people are paying attention? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> That's why. Because that fact is hilarious. And I know there's more issues than plagiarism going on, but when you're on this stage with this many eyeballs on you and you make that mistake, a lot of people are going to pay attention. Joanne in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. I'm just saddened that the state of the news is that we have to hear about six or seven lines plagiarized by anybody. I mean, she was talking about children and them doing better and reaching for the future. We have police officers that are shot. We have a, a, a mother, if she's telling the truth, saying that Hillary Clinton lied to her about the death of her son in Benghazi. There's so many really important issues that I'm actually saddened by the news. I, I hope to learn from the news, and it's, I'm, it's just a sad state of affairs. I'm very disappointed. You, you can, uh, we can agree that it's not what people should probably be spending most of their time on. But do you at least see why it's being blown up? Can you understand the why part of this, why uh, so many people are interested, important. fascinated in this story? I don't think it's that important. If she, I mean, she's talking about raising children up, strive to be better. Well, people say it in all different ways. Okay, it's the same words. Okay. But that's all anybody got out of the convention last night. I mean, there were other people saying more things than just talking in general. And I, I just think that if that's what came out of last night's convention, then the state of our news is really, really much worse off than I thought. I hate to uh, be the bearer of bad news, but for the rest of the convention, you can kind of look for similar things. Whatever the last person who speaks, the keynote speaker of the night, that's pretty much what everyone's going to be talking about. And you know what? Up until the plagiarism part, a lot of people were looking at uh, Marcus Luttrell, a lone survivor author. They were saying how great his speech was. Uh, he, he was very emotional during it. People were praising Rudy Giuliani. But it's that one slip-up on the main stage that can totally take people's attention away from that and put it on something else. It's why you can't make a mistake that was well, like what was made in the campaign. Now, let me ask you this question, moving on, because you you talked about she was just speaking in general. Does it bother you? that uh, when you hear the argument that, well, they're common themes, that why are we even listening to people speak in general on this big stage? Shouldn't they be using it for something else? Does that bother you at all? Well, both parties are using their spouse because the person is going to be the first spouse, whether it's the woman president and it's the first husband or it's the uh, male president and it's the first lady. I mean, the reality is the public wants to meet them. But you have a person who is not a lawyer. She's not Harvard-trained lawyer. This is a woman who is an immigrant who came to the U.S. English is in her first language. She's speaking for the first time that I'm aware of anyway, and her audience is that large. And anybody, I don't really care whether you're a Democrat or Republican, anyone that does that, that's pretty amazing. I mean, honestly, I don't think she cares as well as she did. That's pretty impressive to speak to an audience like that. And... You I don't think she frankly has a choice. That's what you have to do if you're going to be the spouse of the president. And all right. like I said, when I heard what I heard, I kept thinking, am I going to hear about this all night? Move on. Let's talk about something that really matters. All right, Joanne, I appreciate the comments. And, you know, like you, many people were saying 
that's <laughs> that's that, that was their exact thought. They can't believe that she did that. Well, I, I don't want to say they were pleasantly surprised because uh, that makes it seem like everyone was going into this expecting some sort of tire fire, which isn't necessarily the case. But a lot of people were pleasantly surprised at how well she spoke, and then it, it really turned around quickly once they put those two speeches back-to-back. It became uh, perfectly clear that one was plagiarized from the other. Hey, if you're on hold, please stay with us talking speeches. And, of course, we will go to the floor. The uh, states are wrapping up uh, what's going on here, and we'll uh, we'll tune in to the floor when we come back to uh, after we get to some of your calls. Brian Mazarowski live here at the Republican National Convention, 803-0930, if you want to be heard on WBEN. Hey, Brian Mazarowski back here at the Republican National Convention. I want to throw it to the floor right now because we have some delegates. Right now, somebody from Alaska speaking in one last effort to make their voices heard that they do not approve of Donald Trump as president. Let's go to the floor right now. Paul Ryan at the podium. The convention staff will report to the delegation to supervise the poll. And, of course, as soon as I send it over there, they're uh, standing around, but they are uh, conducting a poll. And I've been uh, looking at this off to the side of my monitor, um, just trying to see a little bit of what's going on here. And there's a, it seems like this is kind of the last movement by the, the never-Trump people, the anti-Trump people, to uh, at least have their voices heard. They're not going to turn anything over. Uh, Trump is still going to be the nominee. But right now they are calling for a roll call vote. So we are going to uh, keep it here for a second, and then if anything else happens down on the floor, we will keep you aware. Uh, we're taking your calls, 803-0930. What you thought of Melania Trump's speech last night and the controversy that ensued. Chris in Lancaster, you are live on WBEN. Good afternoon, sir. I wanted to touch base on my uh, thoughts on this speech. I personally thought that was the absolute perfect speech. You couldn't have had a better person speaking, an, an immigrant speaking very highly of America, speaking very highly of her husband who's running for uh, president. And, uh, and it's, I, when it comes to like the, the plagiarism thing, I like to look at it like this. You know how you have uh, fashion shows and um, you have celebrities that wear the same dresses and then they ask, well, who wore it better? I like to think that uh, Trump's wife, she did the did the speech much better than uh, Michelle Obama. Plus, I think when she said it, she actually means it. Where Michelle, uh, I think she just said it just for the hell of saying it. All right, I uh, you can say what you want about the celebrity. Call. I guess I'm coming from a viewpoint of, and how about you can tell me if this is fair or not. I'm coming from a viewpoint of. This celebrity culture isn't going away, so you have to kind of find a way to work with it. You have to find a way to avoid slip-ups so that uh, one thing, like uh, a couple lines, and it was more than a couple lines last night, but if a couple lines were taken from a different speech somewhere, you know that's going to be the thing that blows up and that everybody's talking about the next day. So... Those are the rules you kind of have to play by. It, it, whether or not that's the way we should be looking at this is, I guess, a different question. I just look at it as that's the way that we digest our news as Americans. So 
of course it's going to dominate the headlines the next day. And you have to do everything in your power to make sure that it doesn't. Is that fair? I personally, I'm not bothered by it. I mean, some people would say, oh, it's plagiarism. It's not really right, though. But I personally think the speech was still done very well. And if she did uh, imitate or copy things that were said, uh, I mean, there's great things that were said. I mean, just because it was said once already doesn't mean that someone else can't say it. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, don't know really any other way to say it. There, I, I, I like how she how she said it. Uh, just because someone else said something before doesn't mean that it can't be repeated in, in their own way. But uh, then again, that's that's just the way. That's my opinion of it. All right, Chris in Lancaster, thanks so much for the call. It's a good idea, though, if you're going to say something that somebody else said before, if you're Melania Trump, to make that person not Michelle Obama. Just a thought. You might not want to make that person Michelle Obama. Hey, I know uh, we had to uh, come back a little early from a break. There's a roll call vote going on the floor right now. If anything happens on the floor, we will uh, break into the news and bring it to you. Uh, But this might take uh, some time before all these votes are counted. It's kind of the last-ditch effort from the dump Trump people to have their voices heard. And if anything happens on the floor, we will bring it to you. Also, taking your calls on last night's speech and the controversy that ensued around Melania Trump. Does it matter? A lot of you are saying it doesn't matter. I think it does. I think it shows a lack of comprehension about what America is going to pick up on. You can argue whether it's fair or not that everyone's going to be talking about that one slip-up, those 30 seconds the next day, but you have to know that that's what's going to happen. Taking your calls, 803-0930. We're live from the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. I'm Brian Mazarowski on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.